Hello guys and welcome to the LGBTQ Stemcast. In today's episode we will be chatting with Kine from Canada's Drag Race. Join us as we discuss math, TikTok and Drag Race. Hello Kine, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. That's good. How's the weather up there? Because I've heard that it's really cold. Oh my god, so cold. Um, my little brother couldn't go to school today. The buses were canceled. And yeah, I think we had like six, eight centimeters of snow, like this much. It's crazy. But I haven't had to go outside, so I'm, um, it d- doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I usually never go outside, but I've actually never seen snow myself. You know, I live in Puerto Rico. I've really? lived, I live in Texas for like four years, but we didn't get snow. We actually got a little bit of snow one day, and that was the day that I was actually on vacation back in Puerto Rico. So I've never seen any snow at all. I heard that Texas had a big snowstorm. Yeah, it actually had a snowstorm, I think, two days ago now. You missed it. Yeah, every time <laughs> it snows, I'm never there for some reason. you know. And I've oh. always been so excited to see snow, and I've never had the chance to. Oh, well, you're not missing out on much. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm a drag queen uh, from Canada. Um, you might know me from Canada's Drag Race. Um, I'm also a math communicator online. I started doing these TikTok videos last year uh, where I do like riddle of the day and math story time, just talking about my love for math. Um, I graduated with a math degree from the University of Waterloo. Um, but before doing TikTok, I've also been a YouTuber. I've been on YouTube for um, probably like six or seven years now. I've just been doing drag tutorials, makeup tutorials. Um, so I feel like I've been um, on camera for so long now. That's crazy. I actually remember the first time I saw one of your TikToks. I was like, wait, a drag queen in math? This is just crazy. <laughs> it just kind of blew my mind. So what kind of attracted you towards math? Because I know that's one of the fields that not a lot of people tend to go towards when it comes to STEM. Yeah, I don't know. Um, before I started really honing in on math, I did used to want to um, study like physics and astronomy. I, I knew I wanted to do something in STEM because it was always like my best subject in school. Um, and math was always sort of in the background for me. I was good at math, but I never really considered it as a big uh, career aspiration of mine until I started doing these math contests in high school, um, which for anyone who's never done one, a math contest is sort of like a math test, but the um, questions are a bit more like problem solving and um, they require some more creativity. It's not just like you plug in numbers in a calculator and solve for X. Um, So my teachers encouraged me to do these math contests and I had been doing pretty well in some and I got invited to go to a math camp. Um, I know it just gets nerdier and nerdier. Um, So I went to a math camp at the University of Waterloo, actually, where they sort of just showed us what um, higher level math looks like. This is what it looks like to study math in university. And here are um, some cool theorems and lemmas. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a different vibe from high school because high school is sort of all about just solving equations. And then I was introduced to university math, which is more proof-based. And that's when I started coming around to seeing the beauty of math and the elegance of it. And so when I returned from that math camp, I, I totally um, just had a complete change of heart. I, I started really appreciating my math class and I started really thinking that um, it was very beautiful and pure.
um, especially as opposed to my science classes and physics classes. Because even though I loved astronomy and I loved thinking about space, I, I sort of was feeling like my physics class was um, a little bit too much estimation, a little bit too much margin of error, a little bit too much, um, oh, the real, the real uh, physics of this is too complicated for you to learn in this year, you'll learn it next year. And I was just like, you know what? Math is like so simple and so precise. And I just stand math ever since then. I can imagine. I've always seen math as such a, I guess, weird field because mm -hmm. in high school, as you said, it's much more about equations. But when we, when we get to college, it's a little bit more about proof base. And it's a completely different world that we usually don't see in high school. So that's kind of what I kind of find interesting about math per se that, you know, I, ne I never know what's out there in the field of math because that's not my field per se. But I'm always intrigued because there's always more, if that makes sense. So that's kind of an interesting mm -hmm. field. So can we talk a little bit about your TikTok? What kind of inspired you to do <laughs> mad TikToks as a drag queen? Um, I don't know. Ever since I've, I've always um, loved math ever since I started doing drag. Um, I started doing drag while I was in university studying math. So I, I always toyed with the idea of, you know, mixing the two together. Um, and I never really, you know, had the guts to really go out there and do it until I went on TikTok. Um, I downloaded TikTok during uh, the pandemic. And I was sort of just feeling like this app is actually really full of funny people. And I, I really like this environment. Like, what kind of videos can I make? And then it sort of dawned on me to just try doing math because that was something that um, I hadn't really seen out there. And I'm such a nerd. Like I, if I'm with a group of people, I will like come up with little riddles for them to solve. Like if we're in the car, I'll be like, if we are traveling at a hundred kilometers per hour, like how long will it take us to get to our destination? Like that's just sort of how my brain works. And so I love riddles. And so I started doing these, um, videos that was just riddle of the day. And I was just, um, give, give the people a riddle and then talk, talk my way through it. And I didn't expect it to um, gain any sort of large audience. I sort of thought that this was extremely niche, um, but people were into it. I can imagine. So when did you start like blowing up, like gaining a huge audience like you have now? Do you remember exactly like an estimate about time? Oh, I the video that first went viral for me was a video that I, um, I talked about folding a piece of paper in half. And I said, if you fold it in half 42 times, the thickness of the paper will reach the moon, which is true. And people, they, their minds were blown at it and they couldn't believe it. Um, and so that video of mine that went viral, it was actually quite early in my um, TikTok career, so to speak. Um, so it was, you know, it was only uh, maybe a week or two into making TikToks that this video blew up. And I was like, oh my God, people are loving this. I can imagine. I think it's, it was kind of surprising, not only the fact that it was mad, there was a drag queen talking about hmm. math. I think that was the surprising part for me, you know, because when I think about a drag queen, I don't think about math per se. I think about death drops and splits and comedy, I yeah. guess, but not about math. So I think that's kind of the surprising aspect towards it. So do you remember, did you start blowing up after you went to Drag Race or before you went to Drag Race? Um, it was before I went on Drag Race, actually. Um, and like I said, even before I got on TikTok, I had, I had like, I had a bit of a following on YouTube um, where I would do tutorials online and like show people how to style wigs and make costumes. So um, I've always been like a social media queen, as I call it. 
<laughs> I see, I see. So when you applied to Drag Race, how was the audition process for that? Just was, did you have to submit a video and I guess a Snatch King character, if I'm not mistaken, right? I actually had to sit a two-hour math exam. Um, I'm just kidding. No, I I just put in a little video of talking about myself and my drag. And yeah, I did have to give a, a little snatch game. They sort of want to see that you can do the challenges that are on the show. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, I don't know. It was, it was not super hard for me. I, I kind of expected it to be harder, but um, I just love doing drag and I had... I was actually in the UK at the time I was uh, traveling. So I had a, one little suit drag and I just put it all together. I guess I took the advice from other queens to um, just be myself. And it worked because you got in the show and even if your long was not that long, it actually was iconic. I honestly <laughs> believe your, your run on Drag Race was iconic. So can you tell us a little bit more the character kind per se, or your drag character? How did you come up with all the styles and all that and it became what it is today? I mean, my drag is really just inspired by um, singers that I love. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, always singing at the karaoke machine. And so I grew up listening to Celine Dion and Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, um, Diana Ross, Tina Turner. So, you know, I've, I've always been inspired by just that um, glamorous diva, that larger than life goddess sort of stage presence and so that's how I've modeled my drag I, I I love makeup as well so I love to you know just cake on the cosmetics um and I just like being a diva and I love disco music too so it works it definitely works so when did you actually start doing drag for like just plain drag not involving any math per se yeah um well to tell you the truth I I, I started doing makeup tutorials on YouTube years ago like probably seven years ago now at this point and it slowly started to get more and more um how shall i say this glamorous like i started um like doing face painting and costumes and i was fully like just a cross dresser at that point that's how i would have described it at the time the first time i started calling it drag was when um i first started performing on stages and lip syncing which was um 2018 maybe 2017, I think like three years ago, I was in university and um, I saw my first like in-person drag show. Um, a drag queen came to our campus and did a little show for us. And I just thought that this was so cool and so extra. And it was sort of similar to what I was doing on my YouTube channel with the makeup, except like just taken to the nth degree. And I was like, this looks like something I would be good at. And this looks like something that I would love to do. And so, I just started doing it. Again, it works. So let's talk a little bit more about math per se. What was your favorite uh, math class in college? Ooh, um, actually I loved a class that I took called Intro to uh, Combinatorics and Optimization. Actually, I think it was just Intro to Optimization. Um, it sort of blended together calculus and linear algebra and um, to learn about optimization, it was just really interesting because of all the real world applications of it. And um, I believe it's like still a rather new field that is um, still bursting with so much innovation these days. And so I think that was definitely one of my favorites. Another um, class that I really enjoyed, which wasn't necessarily math, was game theory, which was actually an economics class. Um, but that was another course that sort of changed the way that I view math um, in the sense that it 
showed me so many applications that I never would have thought of. Yeah, now that you mentioned game theory, like, it's surprising how math can, you know, influence so many other fields because I'm in ecology, I study plants mostly. Mm -hmm. And one of my um, liter literature review projects was about plant game theory, which was about how plants basically make decisions whether to adapt some strategies or not. Just, you know, to put it in a short sentence, that's what the project was based. Mm -hmm. And when I started reading that it was the game theory came primarily from economics, I was like, well, so math kind of influenced economics, which in turn influenced ecology, which in turn is influencing zoology. And how math basically is technically the or uh, origin of science per se. Yeah. So, but there's definitely some classes that you probably didn't enjoy in math. So which one didn't you enjoy? Oh my God. The one math class that I just absolutely hated was differential equations. It was an applied math class. And um, it just reminded me of everything I didn't love about physics in high school. It was lots of stuff that I would just find a little bit hand wavy, a little bit wishy-washy, like, um, uh, I don't know. I, I think I just didn't really get differential equations and it just went way over my head. <laughs> oh my God, actually there's another class I just remembered, computer science. In our school, like that's lumped in with math, um, but I just did not get it. I took, a, I took two computer science classes in high school actually. So I thought I was like pretty good at it. But when I got to university, everybody's talking about um, their side projects and um, getting into uh, San Francisco with their, um, their little internships. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys are taking this way more seriously than I was. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go back to my calculus class. And, like, that is what I do best. So I just took the one computer science course that I, I had to take for my degree. And then I just, you know, got out of there with my little um, 65 and <laughs> continued just taking pure math. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask that you don't enjoy programming, I'm guessing. I don't know. I I enjoy it. I think that I was just um, surrounded by people who really liked it and were really good at it. And I think that just intimidated me. And I felt like the course was going too fast for me. But when I took it in high school, I really enjoyed it. And it, again, it changes the way you have to think about math because you have to think in terms of how a computer would think. And it really forces you to break down every algorithm to its bare bones. And so I, th I think I could give it another go probably if I, if I, you know, really slowed it down and taught myself. I, I guess, I guess you could. You've actually, you show so many different things on math. So I, I'm pretty sure computer science, if you break <laughs> it down, it's going to be, you know, super easy for you. So when you went into your math degree, what were your career kind of perspectives? What do you think you were going to be, end up doing when you graduated? Because I don't, did you ever think you were going to end up doing TikTok? You know, it's a career. Not at all. Um, when I applied to this program, um, well, first of all, let me say my program um, was um, a Bachelor of Mathematics. That's my degree. And the program was Mathematical Finance. But when I applied, I just applied into Honors Math. And so we didn't have to choose our major until our second year, which was good for me because when I first applied, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I just knew that I liked math. And I didn't really know where that would take me or what kind of career I could get. Um, it seemed like everyone in my in the math program could have been divided in one of two fields, ones that wanted to go into programming and others that wanted to go into finance. And then I guess the third category would be ones that wanted to continue in academia. Um, and so I had scratched off programming. I, I you know, knew that that was not my path. Um, and so I started... Um, getting into finance because I loved my economics class and I, I so I, I um, 
declared my major as mathematical finance. And so there was a couple of years that I thought that I would want to go into, um, you know, investment banking and accounting, because I thought that that was really interesting. Um, but I feel like lately I've um, actually, since I started doing TikToks, I've sort of reinvigorated my love for just pure math. And now I'm thinking, oh, maybe I, maybe I would enjoy going into academia and um, being a professor or a teacher because um, I love teaching. I, I love um, the response I get from students who say that um, they now see math differently. I love getting that response from them. So I don't know. I, I still love um, the finance side of it. I feel like I'm very young and I could, I could still choose another path. But right now, since I'm doing TikTok and since we are in um, a pandemic and it's really hard probably to land a job, I, I feel I'm just going to ride this wave of doing math communication online for, um, I don't know, the near future. But you're not ruling out basically pursuing maybe a PhD in the future in math. So that's kind of a good idea. No, not at all. I'm not ruling that out. Yeah. And your career on TikTok has, you know, skyrocketed. Like even friends here in Puerto Rico that primarily don't speak <laughs> English, that speak mostly Spanish, have seen your TikTok. Really? And yeah. And I know I've mentioned to a few friends in some of my math classes, actually, I'm taking calculus one this semester. I mentioned, oh, I don't know if anybody of you know, kind of directing that does math TikToks, uh, math TikToks. And they were like, yeah, I was, I'm going to interview I'm going to interview them for my podcast. They were all like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like they actually enjoy math because of your TikToks, because you make it seem interesting rather than just reading a textbook and just doing some a bunch of equations, just memorization of the equation. That's how a lot of students like me see math instead of the real world applications and some of the other aspects of just pure math per se. So a little bit about drag drag race again. So did you actually ever think you were gonna get in when you submitted your application to the first season of Canada's Drag Race? Um, I felt pretty good about my chances. I felt um, I felt pretty confident that I had a good chance of getting in. To be honest. <laughs> and did you were you surprised to see anybody there? Because I don't know how the drag you know sphere works over there. Did you know any of the other girls when you walked in the in the workroom? Yeah, I knew uh, Priyanka and Juicebox and Boa and Ilona. Um, the Canadian drag scene is much smaller than the American one. So I feel like I know a lot of um, the entertainers up here. And so I, I, I knew that there would, there would be some um, queens that I didn't know. And I, I had a pretty good guess that there would be a lot of Toronto queens. So um, I knew that there would be some that I knew. That's great. Canada's Drag Race has been my favorite season so far. Let me tell you, you had so many iconic and funny moments. What was your favorite moment of Canada's Drag Race? Um, I don't know, probably um, when I left. <laughs> I was just so glad to be out there. <laughs> I, I mean, I still don't believe you should have left when you did, but that's not my job. I'm not a judge. Mm -hmm. um, so... So how has your career basically changed since you, since you were on Drag Race? It really hasn't changed a lot, if I'm being really honest. I, I thought that um, it, it might... Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. I thought that it would be different before this pandemic started. We all thought that we'd be touring and traveling a lot. But since um, we've all been locked in our houses for like the past year, um, I'm sort of where I was before I started doing it. Um, just making my videos online. 
So basically, you saw the season uh, when the season started. Has the pandemic already started? I don't remember exactly when the season aired. Yeah, the season aired um, in June, and so we were already, you know, in lockdown by then. Wow. So it must be kind of, you know, I guess difficult because I know how the drag race fandom behaves and online the hate and everything. It's probably was difficult. But do you see do you see yourself touring with the girls in in the, in the future? Maybe when the pandemic ends. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many seasons of Drag Race now. I feel like um, all the seasons that have aired during the pandemic were sort of being left behind. It, but I don't know. I would I wouldn't rule it out. I'd love to go on a tour. So, speaking of you know Drag Race per se, would you go back if they do an All Stars you know season, but with you know international queens from you know UK, Canada? Uh, Thailand would you go back um no it I've sort of you know ruled that out for myself I've um just learned that it's just not my um the, a place where I really shine yeah I completely understandable and you're doing fine on your own on TikTok you're playing the game you're having your own <laughs> so you're doing great I applaud you for Thank that you. How was it growing up queer in Canada? Because I, you know, I hear that Canada is a very accepting country. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, in my experience, it 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 is a very accepting country. You know, I went to a Catholic high school, and I was like wearing a full face of makeup to school, like every day at one point. And I um, I did this one performance at our Christmas concert where I I lip synced to Lady Gaga's applause. <laughs> And it was very provocative to say the least, but like my teachers were into it. They were like supporting me, giving me high fives. Like I had a really great um, childhood. And, you know, I, I feel like I was bullied a little bit when I was in elementary school, probably as every gay kid has been. But, you know, especially in a high school, I really couldn't have asked for a much more accepting experience. I felt like um, once I came out and once I was really confident in myself and people saw that I was just really unapologetically myself, um, they sort of had nothing to bully me over because they knew that I, it didn't really even get to me and I didn't even really care. So um, I, I'd say that I, I just had a great um, growing up experience in Canada. That's amazing. You know, United States cannot relate at all, but <laughs> we're working on that. So as a, you know, as a bigger, if you have a bigger platform now, how, how has, you know, managing the online hate, how do you manage that basically? Um, it was definitely tough when um, Drag Race was airing, but I have just learned to not read the comments and my relationship with social media has definitely changed. I'm definitely not as active as I once was. Um, and I, I feel that you know, you just have to really resist the temptation to want everyone to like you. And you really just have to not care as much what people think. And, you know, that has been the um, biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, I completely agree. A lot of the times, even, you know, I don't have a platform at all. And <laughs> I check a lot of the comments on whether it be my <laughs> podcast or my professional Twitter. And a lot of the times I hear, oh, you don't have to make your identity everybody's business. You don't have to share this. You don't have to share that. I've actually recently read a comment <laughs> on my professional page that read, um, nobody cares who you're fucking. And I kind of was a little bit confused <laughs> because I didn't know the context of where they were tweeting that from. But I was guessing that I was guessing they <laughs> came 
when I was tweeting about the podcast, I guess. Because I guess they thought being queer just meant that you were fucking whoever you're fucking. And I think, uh, you know, that's why I started this whole project just to, you know, teach people about the queer identity and different aspects of it. It's just not who you like and that's it. There's a lot of, it's mm-hmm. like a spectrum. People think it's just a line of gender, like male, female, but it's more of a spectrum. You, you don't have to fit anywhere in the line. So that's kind of the takeaway that I want people yeah. to have with this podcast. So kind of, I really want to thank you for being here. And I, I think I told you we're going to do a little segment called Favorite Things. So I, are you ready for that? Sure, go for it. So I'm going to ask you what your favorite blank is. And you have to answer with the first thing that pops into your head. Don't think about it. Just shoot whatever it is. Are you ready? All right. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite drag queen? Um, Chanel from season one of Drag Race. I love her. Favorite Drag Race season? Um, season six. Why? Um, I just love Bianca Del Rio. I think okay. she's so funny and so smart. Yes, yes. Last question. What's your favorite song to lip sync to? Um, Diana Ross, The Bus. That's actually an interesting choice. I, I didn't think you were going to, you know, say that. I think, I thought you were going to say more of a pop icon per se. I thought you were going to say a Britney Spears song. I don't know why that was the thing that came to my head. So thank you so much for being here with us, Kind, today. I really appreciate you taking some of your time and being with the podcast. Um, just so everybody that doesn't know, uh, do you want to say your social medias? Yeah, um, you can find me at Online Kind um, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, everywhere. Okay, and is there anything else you would like to say before we end this for today? Um, no, that's that's pretty much it. You can get my merch at dragqueenmerch.com slash kine. And uh, you can book me on Cameo at Online Kine and just follow me on TikTok um, for more math videos. Yes, go follow Kine and please support their merch and Cameos. Thank you so much, Kine. Thank you.